Hello, this is Call Talk for Wednesday, January 6, 2010. Our topic for today is reducing abandon rate, where to start, and what to do. During the call, we invite you to ask questions via email at calltalk at benchmarkportal.com, chat on calltalk.tv if you're listening online, or call and ask your questions uh, to the host and interact with the show. The number to call in is 347-857-3117. Everyone who asks a question, email, phone, or chat on the show today will receive a free copy of Bruce's book, Benchmarking at its Best, and one person will be chosen at random to win an in-depth reality check benchmark report valued at $1,500. And now I'd like to introduce the host of Call Talk, Bruce Belfiore. Thank you very much, Sean, and uh, welcome back to Call Talk, and Happy New Year to everyone. I hope everyone uh, listening is once again sober, but not too serious after the holiday celebrations. Uh, I know I told my family that my New Year's resolution was to listen more and talk less, uh, to which my son said, uh, fabulous, Dad. My resolution is to talk more and listen less. But uh, hopefully listening today will bring some interesting insights for you. And as, as most of you know, Call Talk started about six months ago and really has grown beyond our expectations in terms of the participants. And the uh, concept has been clear. Discuss topics chosen by the community members in a succinct, info-packed, half-hour format with an industry expert in uh, an informal, somewhat lighthearted manner uh, that's short on introductions and long on hopefully useful information uh, presented in bite-sized chunks, you know, one manageable topic per segment every two weeks. So to returning listeners, uh, thank you very much for your loyalty, and to the newbies, uh, welcome aboard. Uh, our listeners chose today's topic during the last call talk, Abandon Rate, Where to Start, What to Do, and we have an exciting half hour ahead. Uh, but before I introduce my guest, I just want to note that uh, we're asking you to vote both on the topic for next time and also multiple topics for the future so that we can schedule ahead. So please do so uh, today on the website. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to, uh, to mention with regard to abandon rate, which is, of course, the uh, number of people who drop from a call after they get into the system but before they're able to complete their call, uh, either with a live agent or with your uh, IVR system. You know, I'm reminded of a survey of callers we did a few years ago. And one of the themes that just came back again and again in the comments was that uh, it sort of was the call center equivalent of the old phrase, half of success in life is just showing up. Uh, the respondents really were telling us, just be there for me, for Pete's sake. You know, you can't satisfy me if I can't reach you. Uh, well, anyway, to help sort through the do's and don'ts of how to optimize and how to bring your abandon rates as low as possible. I'm delighted to introduce our guest today, Mike Mastro. Uh, Mike has worked in, our, worked in our industry for many, many years. We won't say how many, Mike. And uh, he now works with the Primus Group, which he founded. Uh, but he's here today as an industry expert to give us some good insights on, on this area of abandon, uh, not representing any vendor or product, as is our tradition here on Call Talk. So, Mike, uh, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Bruce. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay, great. Well, Mike, let's start out with a, a general overview from your experience on this uh, issue of, uh, of abandon. Okay. Well, on the subject of abandoned, uh, of course, many of us as involved in the call center industry focus around certain KPIs that uh, we manage our call centers with 
typically the one that uh, is at the top of the list as a service level. <clears throat> and then you get down to the lower level ones, uh, uh, of which topic of today is the abandoned. Uh, in the abandoned KPI, oftentimes people don't uh, take a deep look at the implications of what an abandoned call really means to an organization. And that's one of the things that over the years uh, in implementing call centers for many clientele, <clears throat> we focus on it in a various number of ways because it is an indicator uh, in different areas. And so I'd like to start there with kind of at least identifying um, different, different places of what, a KP, of, of what the abandoned KPI uh, really affects in a call center. <clears throat> so I broke it into a couple of sections, and the first one being, of course, staffing. Uh, that's the obvious easy one, which is if we have too high of a rate uh, of abandons, then our staffing levels uh, aren't done correctly um, and, and in alignment with our business. Um, the other section, which is a more easier one, which would be more technical, from a technical perspective, we run into situations where there may be problems with the equipment uh, or, or uh, areas where we're uh, not directing the calls properly. And then finally, um, we, we get into a business line uh, with a relationship with the call center. Um, and this oftentimes is the part that I focus on quite often. Uh, give you an example is... Uh, work a lot with utilities, and in the utility case, you often have situations where the weather creates outages and creates problems that create peaks uh, in call center volumes. And specific in that industry, you get into a situation where the customer, <clears throat> you get a flock of customers that you can't plan for, so no matter all the planning in the world, we'll never solve the problem. And it's really just a simple solution or a simple answer of, yes, we know we have an outage. <clears throat> So you get into the situation of, of utilities, um, the business line actually working with the call center to provide enhancements to technology to make sure that you keep that under control. On the other side of the fence, you got sales. Um, you know, that's a case where you clearly don't want to lose any abandons and you want to drive that number low because a lost opportunity is a lost sale. Mm. And oftentimes there's an arrangement between media ads on TV and radio they have to be properly aligned with the call centers. And, you know, that's a case where you got to make sure that the, the marketing department and the, and the operations department are in, are in alignment. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> all of this, of course, clearly drives customer satisfaction, and that's one of the things that uh, we all have to pay attention to because that at the end of the day, that's what keeps customers loyal. Um, in general, I would say that, you know, for those who are looking for some numbers, um, in my experience, if you're looking, of course, at a 0 to 1% uh, abandon rate, that's kind of on the extreme low sense that it would be too uh, almost impossible to obtain because of the, of the expense and the fact that you're just going to have situations where you're never going to get to that level based upon the behavior of the callers. Mm -hmm. uh, generally, a 2 to 4% range uh, average is, is kind of the, the mark that you look for call center excellence. And when you start getting to 5% and go up, you start getting yourself in a position where you're starting to go out of that range and starting to really want to drive yourself to take a look and understanding what your abandons, um, you know, why they are occurring. Right, now, right. I do want to point out that um, mm -hmm. in addition to this, there's another dynamic, which are peaks, because you're going to have peaks and valleys, uh, and you should really understand not so much the, um, the amount of uh, – percent of abandons during your peaks, but, but when they occur and the frequency that they occur. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because you're going to have situations where it's time of day driven, and you're also going to have situations where it's just uh, you have a frequency of occurrences that uh, may be schedule adherence type of issues that you have to address. Mm-hmm. Now, so, so there, there's uh, some real workforce management and scheduling issues that come into this. And uh, one of the things that you mentioned a little bit earlier, Mike, if I can comment on, was uh, the fact that, you know, you don't want to be losing sales on all of this. And I, I recall a, a situation that I was involved in. Uh, and, in fact, would like to ask the audience, uh, how many of you can tell us or could tell us what the average dollar value of each call is? Uh, if you know that number, take an extra 10-minute break and give yourself a cappuccino because you <laughs> deserve that reward. Uh, when I teach, I oftentimes find people don't know what the value of the call is. And uh, there was one inbound center that took a lot of orders and did a fair amount of cross-selling, and they had an abandon rate, Mike, of uh, over 8% uh, with higher levels during peaks. And call center management did everything it could to make the agents more efficient. They did a good job but still had a 5%, 5 to 6% abandon rate after training which, you know, helped to bring down uh, talk time, but in a way that didn't uh, imperil sales and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, they felt they needed more, more uh, people. And uh, we did the math, found out that each call was worth about $55 in sales on average, and that an optimization analysis indicated they should have uh, zero abandon in order to bring the most net value to the company. If you look at both the revenue and the expense side, uh, in terms of what it cost to staff that and, and in terms of what the, um, the the revenue into the company was. And, uh, you know, what we find is that typically in that situation, the CFO won't believe it at first. Uh, they'll balk at uh, raising headcount. But if you if you put the numbers in front of his or her face, uh, then you can usually get what you want because it is the right thing to do for the company, the call center, the customers, and actually their careers because the added revenues and profits uh, to report each quarter or a biggie for the folks in the corner offices. Uh, but most senior managers need to have that done because they don't realize how to unlock the value in their call centers. So I'll, I'll close the parentheses on that story. Back back over to you, Mike. <laughs> okay. And, you know, there was one other thing that uh, in alignment with all of this in, in terms of statistics that I often uh, discuss with customers as well is the average customer contact. So you're discussing the average cost of the call, the other key thing that you need to take a look at is how many times are your customers calling you because that really affects this whole issue as well. And I'll give example is uh, I think most of us have cell phones. Mm -hmm. And in the the cell phone arena, you run into a situation where uh, you're, you're constantly calling your cell phone provider for one reason or another. So in my particular case, I know throughout the year, I have multiple calls to my to my call center for my cellular phone, in which case I'm actually calling twice or more. Mm-hmm. So if the mm-hmm. average number of abandons is 5%, but the, the amount of times that a, your customer base calls you is twice or three times, yep. well, that number is actually really 10% or 15%. Mm-hmm. So oh. there's a hidden KPI here that oftentimes people overlook. Right. Oh, good point. Good point. Um, you know what, we have a question. I'd like to ask you about the driving factors that you've experienced in this, but uh, we've got some questions that have come in. So, Sean, uh, would you like to introduce one of those? Uh, yes. Uh, David asked, uh, what are some of the proven approaches that, be, that can be used to effectively reduce abandon rate? 
Okay, good question. Well, you know, first of all, I guess where I usually start with abandons is understanding them and, and what's driving them. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's oftentimes where you have to take a look at, you know, a couple different areas, one of which, starting with the technology, um, you know, the easiest thing that I, you know, used to deal with a lot in the early days, I don't know if it happens often, but, uh, you know, you may have just simple T1 failures that are creating what used to be termed, you know, termed a, a very fun term called a dingler, for those of us technical, mm-hmm. which basically just made a, a, a phone line go on and off and on and off, and it racked up um, abandons in a call center, mm-hmm. and most call centers have T1s, but it uh, often gets overlooked. Uh, it indicates a T1 failure. So, you know, you can get simple stuff like that that should always be looked at. And two, a little bit more complicated with the IVR, uh, you step into the IVR and then you start getting into call trees. And oftentimes where we get involved with customers is evaluating the call trees and understanding where calls end up. <clears throat> and when they're misdirected, oftentimes as soon as they get to a misdirected call, <clears throat> they'll, they'll end up abandoning and, and, and hang up. And then, of course, <clears throat> embedded in the IVR is containment rate that I, I frankly have seen quite a few people uh, classify containment in the IVR as an abandon because when your caller actually receives the answer, they hang up. Mm-hmm. And if your IVR is set up as an ACD and that's buried inside of your ACD queues, well, all of a sudden that satisfied caller, which is actually a positive, mm-hmm. becomes a negative as an abandon. Mm. So taking okay. a look at the IVR. So point to the uh, the listeners, uh, check your systems to make sure that that's not happening and that, in fact, uh, people who are fully satisfied by your IVR, which is a good thing, are not being counted against you on your abandon. Uh, great point. Great takeaway, Mike. And that's one that we do frequently. And then you know, I'll leave with the more complicated one um, is where you get into the actual data mining, and this is where we get into really sophisticated levels, which is actually – Probably the best approach uh, to finding systemic problems is to go into CTI data streams mm-hmm. and actually look at it from a CTI level and do. Hello. Yep, you're still on. Oh, Everything's good. Click. Sorry. Yep. Um, <clears throat> go into a from a CTI perspective, and you create databases, and then you actually go in and start mining because once you get the CTI events, you can trace calls. And, and actually do some root cause analysis of what's going on. And, and I can tell you when we get into call centers that are dealing with, you know, 200 agents on up, mm. um, you know, you have to deal with raw data at a very high volume, and that's probably the uh, more complicated approach, but that's the way you really get to the root cause. Okay, so we, we've got dinglers, we've got uh, call trees, containment rates, mining, uh, all really good things that uh, hopefully people have, been able to take notes on and perhaps can uh, utilize in there, and uh, as takeaways from this. Um, yeah, so let, let's let's go to the uh, the question: the proven approaches that can be used to effectively reduce abandon. I realize you've you've covered some of those already, but are there some more that we should know about? Well, the other one is is in some respects making sure that you understand when you understand your 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 business and your call uh, call volumes. Mm. Um, one of the other approaches that is very typical, uh, which we're all familiar with, is, is the overflowing strategies uh, of, of the equipment. In the early days, of course, you kind of staffed up your call center and threw people at it. These days, all of that technology is built into the systems where you can send the calls to different directions. Mm-hmm. So uh, very frequently what we all get involved with is 
cross-training different, you know, different agents and different groups such that they can handle at least overflow calls and then you, uh, at certain intervals, if your mean time to abandon is a minute, then what you can potentially do is overflow a call at 30 seconds to a different skill set and at least add more agents to the group once it gets beyond the 30 seconds or whatever range you have in your call center. Mm-hmm. Um, alternately, when you get into specifically in, in media-type companies, we, we do this quite a bit, is you use an outsourcer. And outsourcers are typically servicing many customers, in which case the peaks and valleys get absorbed because the agents that are staffing it uh, are not only staffing your calls, but they're staffing other people's calls as well. So it makes it for a more economical solution. And if that's your business, you know, then that's an approach that we generally get involved with uh, in a lot of cases, specifically for the media. Um, so that's another approach that we generally uh, push. Now, a final one that's, um, you know, that's coming to the marketplace these days that um, for the last probably four or five years has been callback technologies. So with callback technologies, you can take information from the caller, uh, reschedule them for a later date. You can do that either through custom software or through hardware from vendors uh, that can you know, provide the information. But you know, this is kind of a, a new technology that's entered the marketplace, providing uh, an alternate source of scheduling the callers with your staff at a little bit more convenient time of your staff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for those uh, listeners who may have abandoned rates that are above that five percent, four or five percent level and we're looking for ways to, to bring it down. Uh, some of the things that they can do is to virtualize their, their uh, call center. If they've got a couple of call centers, put them together so they can do load balancing. Uh, there's the cross-training, and the cross-training has the added advantage of uh, reducing boredom of uh, call, uh, call center agents because if they're cross-trained and they're advancing in their, uh, in their professional skills and also have a more wider variety of, of calls that come in, and also, you can figure out, and we've done this actually for a call center this past year, we figured out what the financial benefit of cross-training was to the call center and then did a 50-50 share with uh, those people who were cross-trained so that the, uh, the the company got half of the, the financial benefit and half of the financial benefit actually went to the, the agents and, and bonuses uh, who were cross-trained and able to do more stuff. So, uh, of course, they had to be certified for it. They had to do a good job at it, but, uh, but that had that, that big advantage. Uh, you talked about outsourcing and, uh, and then this callback technology. And we just did a, um, uh, a one-minute survey that indicates to us that, first of all, the abandon rate on average is around 6% if you look uh, sort of across industry. So, really, there are quite a few people out there who are having a challenge with abandon rate. And also that uh, this new technology, you know, most people do have, um, you know, good technology in terms of routing. Uh, We found that out, and they're satisfied with that. Uh, They have good technology, or reasonably good technology, with regard to workforce management scheduling, although there seems to be some dissatisfaction there as well. And, uh, however, with this area of callback technology, it's still not that widely used, still not that widely known. Um, Do you have any further comments on that one, Mike? Because I think we can probably bring some insight to to the listeners on that one. Yeah, um, in terms of the callback technologies, uh, you know, there's been a number of ways that that's been introduced. And, you know, in some cases it's it's, um, 
probably not as prevalent in the smaller call centers because it is um, has a has a stepping stone uh, that's a, a bit expensive for a smaller call center. But you know we've implemented over the years uh, technologies in an IVR that uh, you know lets IVRs to actually do callbacks and schedules to proper queues and such. Mm-hmm. So there are easy implementations that uh, call centers can do themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they don't require you purchasing uh, equipment from vendors. Mm-hmm. But you know, it entails that you get involved and do some work. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's scheduling through the internet, which is a whole other issue that we haven't even touched on, which is mm-hmm. you know people coming in through alternate chat lines and such like that, and mm-hmm. blending those into the the queues. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, getting involved with technologies that let people enter their phone number in through a chat line, and that in turn schedules the call of when to call them back. Uh, yep. We've been seeing some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's you know easy implementations which is tap into the you know CTI data streams um, to create you know uh, an approach for a caller you know for the for the customer to get access to the information quite easily mm-hmm. uh, and call them back and wow. schedule them okay. at a time. So there's a lot there. I mean, it's not just the dinglers anymore. We got a lot of other things that we can do. <laughs> uh, Sean, you've got uh, some more questions. I, actually, I guess you've got a lot of questions. So let let me hand it back to you. Uh, well, this next question from Michael actually fits what you were just talking about. Um, Michael asked in an email, I know most of the program will focus on call abandon rates, but last year we added chat as a customer service channel. Mm. Should we have the same abandon rate KPI as we currently do for calls? Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a good one. I, 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 I guess if it was my kid doing it, he'd have a different perspective <laughs> since he lives on that thing. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that's right. There are generational expectations that are different, aren't there, Mike? It, it, it's a huge issue. Um, <laughs> it's amazing what the younger generation, I, I, you know, I, I guess a, a quick short story is, is, is in order for me to communicate with my kid these days, i got to text them. I can't call them on the same cell phone. They won't answer the cell phone, but they'll answer my text. <laughs> Baffles me. Yeah. But anyway, to, to answer the question, you know, that would be an interesting one because I it, I don't know if there's really any statistics on that yet. It is an early stage issue, but if I were to give my opinion, my personal experiences with going through chat, um, you know, have been that you know most cases, most out, most call centers can take that technology and outsource it. So oftentimes it's done overseas, and oftentimes it's done with somebody who's handling you know four or five different chats at a given point in time, as opposed to a one-on-one. So I think we've all experienced that, and we've all experienced having a level of frustration of dealing with uh, going into a chat session and waiting for an answer and waiting and waiting and so forth. And then when you finally get mm-hmm. their attention, um, you, you know, you can start to work. Yeah. But in general, I, I would think that the stats would not mirror that of, of a call because, you know, we're so built around when you call, you expect immediate answers Mm-hmm. Uh, when you do emails and chats, you, you, you expect delays. So I think there would be a higher tolerance mm-hmm. for people going in through a chat session, but I don't know what the numbers would be. Right, okay, so minutes to abandon would be much longer in the case of chat than in the case of uh, telephone. Well, uh, and, and I think one of the things that we can say, Sean, too, to uh, Michael and to the rest of the audience is that um, we're going to be doing more uh, benchmarking in the whole e-services area starting in 2010 uh, that's on the, the drawing board. So. A year from now, we might have more in terms of data, uh, but this is an area where there isn't a lot of data, or there's not a lot of reliable data. So we are going to be digging into it, and hopefully people will be contributing to that. 
Sean, you got another question? Yes, uh, Adam asked, uh, if a customer hangs up in the IVR before the service level threshold, i.e. 30 seconds, should that count as an abandon? Hmm. <laughs> um, interesting. Uh, <laughs> when you get involved in the IVR, generally speaking, it requires some level of uh, statistical writing to a to a report that gets uh, normalized, so to speak, with your call center report. And what I mean by that is, the IVR is a black box in in general sense to the to the switch. It doesn't know what goes on inside. It just knows that a call goes in and a call comes out or a call hangs up. Mm-hmm. And what's actually going on inside the IVR is is only known by the IVR until, unless the IVR tells somebody about it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we do with uh, you know oftentimes with call centers is, is write stats. The application will actually write stats to some database external to the IVR that will get normalized before you provide um, your report to your management. And, and mm-hmm. I use this because in, in the case of customers that we've dealt with in the utility market that have PUC constraints that you have to have certain levels of of ansons and abandons before you, you know, otherwise you lose your franchises and, and so forth, uh, there were a lot of times where the abandon rates were too high, but when we get, got in and did some analysis to show that, you know, of course in utilities when you have outages, that shows abandons, but yet we were telling them that we know we mm-hmm. were satisfying the caller. Those were really satisfied calls. So we yeah. had to go in and make some modifications to actually reclassify an abandoned call as a satisfied call. Mm-hmm. And that's not really done through an ACD. It's more or less done as a, uh, a secondary report that has to get built in uh, with a customer of some form. Yeah, Mike, if I could add, uh, that's a really good point, one that uh, we struggle with, too, in terms of uh, how we define it for purposes of benchmarking. And right now we have a broad brush approach, but our, uh, our statistics committee is looking into whether that should be changed. Um, the, there, there's two other aspects uh, that, that people will bring up. One is if a abandon happens within a certain short period of time, uh, 20, 30 seconds, something like that, it's usually not an indication of uh, somebody being upset or having a problem or something like that, but it could be that the baby starts to cry or that um, there's uh, something that's come up or another phone that's uh, called that's come in or something like that. So should there be a penalty for that? And uh, so I think that's a, that's a, a point that can be discussed. Right now we do include those in, in our statistics. Uh, the other is a little tougher, and that's dropped calls. With the advent of so many people on cell phones, uh, how many of those calls that are on hold and that are not on hold, sorry, that are uh, waiting for somebody to pick up um, and that drop off are because of a cell phone problem? And uh, we had one client in particular that had a lot of distributors uh, through the Midwest in some very rural farming areas. And they said, we know that a lot of what goes on there in terms of these abandons are, in fact, dropped cell phone calls. <laughs> so so that, that is an issue and uh, one that sometimes has to be uh, addressed. Mike, I, I don't know if you'd like to add anything more to that. Uh, we've actually experienced that as well. And, and you know, the way that um, we've addressed it, and frankly, one of the things to, to really get into the heart of this is, is it does take a lot of data manipulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we get into the abandons and starting to get root cause, it's 
it's not just a simple report from the switch. You have to really get into the heart of the matter. And in that particular example that we've experienced, um, we actually saw, that, you know, of course, that caller will call back immediately. <clears throat> so what you get is, a, in some respects, an Annie calling back, um, you know, within a minute, calling right. back into the center or something of that nature that you can then glean through the data and say, okay, you know, go in, find all repeat callers that fall within this range yep. and take those numbers and reclassify them. Exactly. Great. And that, that's how you sort of turn all this data into real business intelligence and don't get uh, sort of uh, going down the wrong road as a result of, uh, of the, the data that you may be presented on a broad brush basis. Okay, that's yeah, great. And, and, you know, I, I think what I'd like to, to just mention on that subject before, because I think we're running out of time here, um, the whole process of doing this data mining for the abandons, you know, once you jump into that realm of understanding caller's behavior and, and mining of the data, it really, you know, you, you may be focused on abandoned today, mm -hmm. but it really overlaps, and, and, you know, it's not a subject of our conversation, but the same data would apply for first call resolution, which is another hot topic, mm -hmm. uh, because now that you have the data and you're understanding how to mine it and capture it, mm -hmm. well, you, you now have the ability to start looking forward and seeing first call resolution issues because it's the same, it, it's the same data that you're looking at just in a different direction. Yeah, interesting. Very, very true. Very true. Okay, Sean. All right. Our, our last question um, comes from Penny. Penny asks, in a low volume, uh, a low call volume environment, how can you maximize your ability to lower abandon rate when the length of the call is the largest factor? Mm, okay, and we are going to go a little bit over here, but uh, I think it's been uh, well, there's been a lot of questions, right, Sean? So uh, we've yep. We've wanted to, to satisfy as many as possible. And uh, okay, so uh, Mike, Mike, would you like to answer that question? Sure. Um, you know, I think the first to start off with in the low volume call center, one of you know the callback technologies starts to become um, reasonable approach, but you have to be careful because there's some that are expensive. And you know, in that particular case, you can create a scheduling environment in the IVR. Um, you know, where the IVR might actually get data from your switch to see what the – is that okay? Yeah, yeah, just uh, – okay. sorry about that. Okay. okay. The, the IVR can actually capture uh, queue data from the switch to know what the average call lengths or the queue lengths are, and if it's 10 or 15 minutes, and actually get a phone number from the caller and say, you know, what well, you can call them back. So, you know, depending on, on – the environment, whether or not uh, you, you have that ability, that's one approach that we've done. Uh, and then, of course, you call the person back with the IVR, so you don't need any, any fancy technologies, uh, and then just put, push them into the queue. Um, mm -hmm. The other approach, of course, is, is doing overflows, uh, which is very typical in a smaller environment because you, you don't have the luxury of um, the Erlang calculations to, to spread out the, the, the waiting time. So you oftentimes have to do some level of overflow, mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it be to an outsourcer, which might be expensive at call at, at small volumes. More likely, it's it's to a uh, to a supervisor or some staff that doesn't generally take calls, but does during those mm -hmm. periods. Or, or perhaps to a virtual agent that uh, belongs to your organization, but happens to be off-site and is a little more flexible in terms of very time. good point. We, we've done that with home agents as well, which is in the early days was something that everybody was afraid of, but these days it's uh, quite prevalent. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, great. Uh, great information. Okay, Sean, over to you. Uh, I wanted to thank our uh, co-host today, uh, Mike Mastro, uh, for all his great insight in the show. Uh, thanks for all the questions from participants. Uh, it was a really great show. The questions that we didn't get to, uh, we will respond uh, via email. Uh, don't forget, you can sign up for our reality check to see um, how your abandon rate uh, compares to peers in your industry. Our winner today of the in-depth reality check is Adam. Adam, please send an email to calltalk at benchmarkportal.com so we can get you your $1,500 report. And the topic for the next show, I just have to pull up the vote uh, that everyone voted on was, uh, sorry, I have to refresh the screen. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> After call work time, how to minimize and still have great customer records. Um, so that will be the show. Our next show is scheduled for um, January 17th. Uh, thank you, everyone, for attending our show today, and have a great day.